AB50KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. We are the messenger of good news. This is the Midday Moments program. I'm your host, Gary Duncan, and it's time now for our moment in creation with Pastor Warren Worth of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Arnold, Missouri. Good afternoon, Pastor Worth. Good afternoon, Gary. What's on your mind for us today for this uh, creation segment? Well, I saw something over at Answers in Genesis recently, uh, a post that Ken Ham put up uh, at the end of January. The title is Living Fossils with Massive Genome, Our Closest Living Fish Ancestors, with a question mark at the end. And so uh, apparently uh, scientists recently have uh, decoded the genome for the lungfish, that there are lungfish in Australia, Africa, and South America, and they're part of the lobed fish kind of fish. And when they did the sequencing of its genome, there are 43 billion, that's with a B, 43 billion base pairs in their genome. Human beings have 3 billion base pairs in our genome, so quite a big difference there for something that Otherwise, we'd be kind of low on the totem pole in terms of uh, people who believe in evolution. But they believe that the lungfish would be our closest living fish ancestors. Uh, and the quotation from the evolution uh, report on this is, within the Australian lungfish's giant haystack of genes are clues to how animals made the transition from aquatic to terrestrial. But does this new study actually confirm such an anti-biblical idea? So Ken Ham here quotes the answers in Genesis geneticists, Dr. Georgia Purdom, and this is what she says about the new study. The lungfish is a unique animal that has both gills and a lung. This allows it to breathe in water, which it does most of the time, and to breathe air when conditions are dry. The now-known lungfish genome is a whopping 43 billion base pairs, making it the largest known animal genome. These are all observable facts. Evolutionists have taken these observable facts and interpreted them to, uh, according to an evolutionary worldview based on the unobservable past. They believe the lungfish is some kind of strange in-between living fossil that can give us insights into our fishy ancestor that went from water to land and gave rise to all the mammals and birds today. It now even takes the title of the, our closest living fish relative. Supposedly, the lungfish genome reveals some of the evolutionary innovations that were needed to help our ancestor go from water to land, like genes that allow the lungfish to detect airborne odors. The evolutionists call these genes additions to the lungfish genome, I believe that they help with the transition. But once again, the presence of these genes is an observable fact. It does not explain the origin of these genes. They also believe the lungfish genome is so big because of multiple sections that were copied, <clears throat> and this gave it more raw material to work from to come up with these new genes by, quote, stumbling into random gene mutations that just happened to help it survive better end of quotations. Now, <clears throat> Dr. Purdom points out that that might be a nice-sounding story, but it is a story. It's fiction. It is not reality. Mutations simply do not generate new novel genetic information. Instead, they degrade the information that's already there. Clearly, when you look at the facts, 
you realize that it better fits with what the Bible says, that God designed every living creature to be what it is and to reproduce after its own kind. When you read in Genesis chapter 1, on the fifth day of creation, which is recorded in Genesis chapter 1, verses 20 to 23, God said, the wa- let the water swarm with swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the heavens. And when he created them and said to be fruitful and multiply, he had them reproduce after their own kind. And that's what we still see today. You know, if you believe what the evolutionists said, that the fossils that show the earliest lungfish, that was 400 million years ago, according to the way they date the fossils. Well, that would be bad news for the evolutionist, because for 400 million years, lungfish have still been reproducing lungfish. Okay, they haven't evolved into uh, lobsters or into lizards or to monkeys or birds or anything else. So the scientific evidence, when you look at it rightly, you'll see it fits right in with what the Bible says, and it doesn't make any sense when they invent these just-so stories about evolution. It's amazing how even uh, if you use their own thoughts behind this, it doesn't. the math doesn't work out, you know? Uh, absolutely. In fact, the, the whole concept of living fossil, that's something we can talk about more extensively yeah. in some additional programs, but there are many, many, many examples of organisms today that you find in the fossil record, which, if you believe their dating methods, goes back hundreds of millions of years, and yet they're recognizably the same. And whether you're talking about fish, or plants, or birds, or bats, ducks, parrots, you can go down through the list, you know, once again and again, you find something in the fossil record, and it's recognizably the same living thing today. So if evolution were true, how do you explain all these things that still are reproducing after their own kind and haven't evolved into something else? Right. And, and sometime in the future, maybe we should also have a conversation, the difference between microevolution and macroevolution. Ah, okay, you know? which we might call the difference between variation within a created kind right. versus it's, trying to become a new, completely different kind. We'll right. talk about that another day. Yeah, we'll do that, because I'm thinking that might help the listeners as well. You know, a dog will always be a dog, but there are different breeds of dogs, but it's still a dog. It's still canine, and uh, so maybe we'll, we'll talk about that. I, I was just thinking as you were talking, that would be uh, helpful for us to uh, touch on in the near future. We'll do that. Okay. Can you lead us in a prayer? I'd be glad to do that. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you are our creator and our redeemer. And when we look at the world that you made, we see the wonderful complexity of all living things, even the lungfish with its special features. And yet, O oh Lord, we realize these could not happen by accident. They are the product of your wisdom and your power. Help us to recognize in your created world your wisdom and power displayed. And lead us always back to your word, the Bible that tells us about how you created all things in the beginning and how you redeemed us by sending Jesus into our sin-broken creation in order that by his life, suffering, death, and resurrection, he might make us to be yours forever. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer and help us to believe your word always. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Worth. You're welcome. We are the messenger of good news worldwide at KFUO.org, AM 850 here in the St. Louis region.